Welcome to the Art of Preventing Stupid podcast. I'm Matthew Neal Davis, an author, lawyer, and owner of one of the fastest growing law firms in the country, built on the idea of helping businesses make smart decisions. I'm going to teach you in this podcast how to protect, improve, and grow your business by dealing with your problems before they happen, because prevention is direction. Vamos, amigos. Good morning, kids. Today, we're going to learn about how not to be a slacker. Seriously, we're going to talk about ineptitude, but to learn how to not to be that way, you have to learn how to spot it. You have to know what you're fighting if you want to win. Otherwise, you'll be like Jacob wrestling in the dark. That's right, fighting Jacob's angel. It's from a passage in Genesis where Jacob is wrestling with somebody or something, nobody's really clear, in the dark and never learns who it is. It's an obscure reference, comes up every now and again. I'd still chuckle about it because I wrote a pretty crazy brief once and included that reference. Everybody thought I was nuts, but a federal judge loved it and pasted it into the federal reporter. It's now federal law. Back on point, we want to know what we're fighting So let's go back to Sun Tzu. If you know your enemy and you know yourself, you need not fear the outcome of a hundred battles. Well, let's learn about it. And being a bit of a storyteller, I'm going to use the story of Johnson's Hardware to show you how to think about ineptitude. My goals are to help you understand how this source of your problems creeps into your business. I also want to teach you how to spot it, maybe even sense it when you're at the ninja or Jedi level. And ultimately, I want you to know how to deal with this source of so many business vulnerabilities. So, Johnson's Hardware. This is the third of the fictional companies I wove into my book, The Art of Preventing Stupid, which you can find over at Amazon, Barnes & Noble's, other fine booksellers, and it's chapter 14 of the book. Johnson's is in retail, which scares the tar out of me these days with internet shopping at full steam. And I mashed together 20 plus years of representing companies like this to concoct Johnson's. And I bet the example is going to ring true to a lot of you as you think about that little hardware store or a similarly situated store down the street. And you're going to go, yep, I, I bet it's just like that. Let's dig in. Here are the facts, just the facts, ma'am, about Johnson's Hardware. Our protagonist over at Johnson's is, simply enough, Stan Johnson. Stan took over the business after his father Larry died. Really, he was running it a bit before. In fact, he kind of just wandered into this business because he was a little bit of a shiftless youth. You know, Larry started the hardware store, so the dad started it, 60 years ago. Partly because he wanted to keep an eye on Stan, he previously had a job as a traveling salesman, but he wanted to be close to home to keep the thumb on Junior. Well, fortunately, Stan straightened up, attended the local college, and much to his parents' relief, actually did pretty well, graduating in just over four years, so none of this five- or six-year plan that so many parents dread, me included. Stan came into the business with his dad 
and he's been there ever since. Which is, you know, something pretty cool that a dad or a mom can give to a son or a daughter. And it can really end up being a really great gig. You know, as an aside, I have a friend who owns the Stonely P down in Dallas, which is a great restaurant and bar. If you're in Dallas, go to it. And it's been his fiefdom since the 70s. And his daughter recently joined the business, and they, we were all really worried that he'd have a hard time letting go. But he seems to be loving having Laura around and giving her lots of room to grow in management. It can be a great thing. And I wanted to paint a picture of a family business here, and that one just came to mind. Because the same thing happened with Larry and Stan. They ran Johnson's Hardware together for 30 years. Now, Larry took a back seat early on because he was pretty pleased with his son's acumen. He realized that Stan actually had some sense about him. And guess what? Larry appreciated his free time because he could then go hang out with his friends, have coffee, gossip. You know, he got to be one of the codgers around town. And yeah, you know that guy too, don't you? But Larry's gone now. Here we are, Stan. Now, where he really should be thinking about retirement and his hand's still at the wheel of the company. The original store is in a classic downtown of what used to be a nice country town on the edge of a fast-growing city. Now, over the past 60 years, the city has engulfed the town and it's now a suburb, but the downtown has retained its character, still kind of a thriving little avenue full of boutiques, few restaurants, few barber shops, beauty salons, you know the place. Johnson's has remained a cornerstone by providing service with a smile and convenience for everybody who doesn't want to go out to the strip malls, right? You know this store. In fact, it's become such a local fixture that with the encouragement of the wholesaler, Stan took over the operations of a failed competitor over in one of the neighboring suburbs. So he actually grew the size of the business. And he's riding out what could be, probably should be his retirement, running three locations. But guess what? He loves it. It's been his life. I mean, this is his business. This is his store. This is his baby. Here are the relevant data points on the stores. Main store, 9,000 square feet, adequate parking, and it was paid for a long time ago. Stan's wife has no interest in the business, never has. He has no kids in the business and really doesn't have a successor in place. The main shops had a series of clerks in or out of it, but now here's a little piece. Stan has a grandson in college who's working at the store part-time, and he would like to hand the business over to the grandson, but he doesn't even know if the kid's interested because he hasn't talked to him. Hey, that's all too common. Other than Stan's grandson, there's no clear successor in place. Now, about 20 years ago, Stan merged the shop into the True Value Network, so he operates on something like a franchisee with True Value providing significant guidance, some direction in running the stores. The other two stores have managers that Stan, air quotes, inherited when he took over those locations. Now, they're both in their 60s, and they still operate the shops by rules that were in place before Stan bought them, because Stan doesn't have any written policies except a rudimentary employee handbook. Now, the shopping experience, because of that, is different at each Johnson's Hardware location. The main location is tidy, cheery. It's because Stan's right there, Johnny on the spot. That's where he mainly hangs out, 
And we have a saying in my family, the best fertilizer is the farmer's footsteps. Now the other locations are a little lackadaisical in cleanliness and customer service. Stan's not there minding the detail. Each store has between five and seven employees, including the manager, and the revenue total is about 1.2 million, profit margin 10%, over and above Stan's salary of 60. They have the same accountant that they've used for the last 40 years, who's a friend of Stan's from church and was in the same softball league when they were young. And about 10 years ago, the accountant talked Stan into incorporating the business so he could elect as an S-Corp and take the profits as dividends. Stan sponsors a little league team every year. He carries consumer goods, hardware items. The other line of business is white goods, refrigerators, washers, dryers, and so on. And Stan knows white goods have been on the rise in recent years, but he doesn't know much about it. And he's not taking steps to market them, even though he sees he could grow this aspect of the business. So all that said, and wow, that was a lot. Here's how I sized up Johnson's Hardware for ineptitude, only for ineptitude, using the business immune system report. Management, C. Personnel, C. Production, B. Plant, B. Measurements, C. Marketing, D. Sales, B. So there's the cliffhanger. Why does Davis think that? Well, I'm going to be back next week to unpack the why and examine how to spot and then deal with the problems. Meanwhile, visit us over at artofpreventingstupid.com and thanks for those five-star reviews at iTunes. For now, though, Davis signing out.